Okay, let's get started with our discussion of Parshas Tetzaveh, Tavshin Ayin Aleph. Past couple of years, Parshas Tetzaveh was also Parshas Zohar, but this year it is just Parshas Tetzaveh, so we will focus uh, exclusively on the uh, on the Parsha itself, the Parsha of the Big Day Kahuna, the Parsha of uh, the second second of four second of four Parshas as we spoke about last week in terms of the Mishkan. Let's see what messages we could derive and glean from tonight's from tonight's discussion, from tonight's mitzvos. Okay, let's start off with the name of the Parsha, as we like sometimes to start off with, Labavitcher Rebbe's Ha'ara, about the name of Parshas, Parshas Tetzaveh. What exactly is meant by Tetzaveh? So, if we read the first Pasuk, uh, because that's what he will relate to, V'yatat Tetzaveh B'nei Yisrael, you shall command B'nei Yisrael, V'yichu Elecha, Hashem and Zayezach, and you shall take uh, pure oil, Kasis Lama'or, crushed, for light, ner tamid, to be ma'ala ner tamid. So the simple understanding of the atatetzaveh and the pashat shutal shal mikrat tetzaveh always means command. I command you. You should command the Yisrael and take shem and zayizach. Rabbi though says on a deeper level, the word tsav tsavsa means companionship, like the tsevet. Tsevet is the staff. Tsevet hamatos. Seveta this, seveta that. Seveta is companionship. Bitsavsa, the Gemara says, is with friends, with a chavrusa. So, you command B'nai Yisrael. It's not command. You, Moshe, connect, make a companion of B'nai Yisrael and Hashem. Be the connector. Be the kesher. You, the religious leader, titzavez b'nei Yisrael, says the Lav Sherebi now in source number one. The word titzavez literally means command. That's the opening verse of our parasha reads. However, titzavez is also a derivative of the word savsa, meaning connection. According to this translation, the verse would read, you should connect the Jewish people. This hints to the fact that Moshe connects the Jewish people with God. Titzavez b'nei Yisrael. The job of any religious leader is to, and a religious leader doesn't mean an official Jewish leader. A Jewish leader means whatever context we find ourselves in as the Ben Torah or the Bas Torah, we have to be that connector of people to Hashem. When he succeeds in this task, Moshe becomes spiritually strengthened. If we do this, continues the Lubavitcher Rebbe, when we are that connector then we ourselves become strengthened and stronger when we bring other people closer to Hashem. You know what that's going to do? It's going to be, it's going to be up to, it's going to be taken to you. It's going to affect you. It's not just you're going to go out and you will bring them, but that will ultimately connect to you. For as a true Jewish leader, his entire essence and being is bound up with the people. So that when the people increase their connection with God, it makes Moshe stronger. So, again, this is Ola Derek Drush, which he would admit. But you should connect the Jewish people, El connect the Israel to Hashem. And to you it will be taken. Continue now in the Lubavitcher Rebbe. This is hinted to in the end of the verse. They shall bring to you pure olive oil. When Moshe connects the Jewish people to God, Moshe's own spiritual light grows stronger. The more we, the more we connect, the stronger we become. The verse continues, crush for lighting. When the Jewish people are crushed in exile, kasis la ma'or, 
even though we are kasis, there is always a Jewish leader of the caliber of Moshe to be found, referred to in the Zohar, the extension of Moshe, v'chulu. And then it says at the end, and if you could do this, the ultimate goal, after we connect each of our friends, each of our students to Hashem, the ultimate goal is laha los ner tamid. That their light will constantly be going up. Then the Jewish people can reach the level indicated by the end of the verse. They become spiritually self-sufficient to the extent that they no longer rely on their leader and that they can burn continually without his direct input. The ultimate teacher, the ultimate parent, is when we give the education so that the child, the student, acts that way even when the teacher and the parent is not there. It says, Even when they are separated, when they are not connected to us, they are independent. So, the entire Pasuk, on a deeper level, is about connecting people to Hashem. That affects the person doing the connection. And the ultimate purpose is to create independent students, independent Jews, who have their own relationship with Hashem. Just one connected source to this I gave you in the Gvuras Yitzchak, Rav Yitzchak Saratzka, in his, in his commentary on Perkei Avos. We've seen his commentary, the Rinas Yitzchak on Chumash before, but he also discusses the idea of the ultimate goal of Lahalos Ner Tamid. Whenever there is a teacher, when there is a parent, the ultimate goal is to give independence, to create the recipient as not always needing me. Right? We want to be mechanic our children so that even when my, I'm not with my child, they act as if I was there. When a Rebbe teaches a student, he should think this way even when the Rebbe is not there. That all is hinted to in one word in Pirkei Avos. One word gives away the entire goal of any teacher, of any parent. The first Mishnah in Pirkei Avos tells us, Asusya Torah, said one thing, Asusya Torah, and what else did they say? Mitunin Badin, what was the third thing? He'emidu. Talmidim Harbe. It didn't say Lamdu Talmidim Harbe. Teach many students. It doesn't say that. He'emidu. What is the language of He'emidu? The Hifil cause them to stand. He'emidu. What does that mean? So the Gvuras Yisra quotes the Malbim. Line number nine. There's a difference between the words Dibur and Limud. Shahadibur sagi bepamachas. If I'm going to tell you something, I'll tell you once. I told you. I told you already. Avalimud teaching is something deeper. Teaching so that the student learns is more. You have the word vayadaber Hashem Moshelemar. You just said it once. Vayadaber. Limud lelamed velimadetemosam. That's deeper. That's teaching it even more until the child grasps it. Until the student grasps it. But even Limud is not the highest level. Limud is until the... Okay, I got it. I, I got it. I got it. That's... But he's not able to express it more. He's not able to give it over again. It's not the highest level of clarity that the receiver of the information has a kinyan on it. Can he teach it to the others? Could he teach it to others? Lachain Hosef Sima Befihem. Sheyuchlu Lahotzio Limude Ator Befihem Lalamdam Lachirim. Says the Malbim, there are three words. There's Dibur, there's Limud, and there's Shinun. There are three different words in the Hebrew language. 
each getting deeper and more extensive than the previous one. You say something to somebody, you teach it, you ingrain it in them. You make it sharp, l'shanenotam. And then he says, a beautiful diuk. The briskerav tells us, what is the source for the mitzvah of Talmud Torah? What's the source of the mitzvah of Talmud Torah? So I would have thought, teach your children, and all your students are like your children, but which Patsik did Chazal Darshan? Not in the top left column. Chazal Darshan, Vishinantam Levanecha. Vishinantam Levanecha. Why Dafka that? Because Shinun is a higher level than Limud. Shinun is teaching it to them so that they are independent and they're able to repeat it over. Right? If, st- if somebody says, I, got, I understand it, okay, tell it to me. If they can't tell it over, they didn't fully get it. Says the, the next column, Hikshem Arana Griz, Madua Darsha Chazal, the Banim Eloa Talmidim, Alakrada Vishinantem, Voloavalimatemosos Benechem, Ulam Lahamavor Nere, the Chilachi of Ravla Talmud, Mechi of Avla Beno, the Chi of Ravla Talmud, Losagi and Mondo Achinifas Baleva Talmud. It's not enough that the Talmud understands it. And the Tsarach Shihe Shinun, Sheva Koacha Talmud Lama Lacherim, the student has to be able to know it enough. To give it over, to give his own shear. Masha'ikin, a father to a son doesn't have as much of a, a, of a chiyav. So says the verse, Yitzchak, put this all together, that's the one word in Pirkeyavos. The whole message for all Jewish education is in one word. He'emidu. Cause them to stand up. It doesn't say teach. It says, cause them to stand. He'emidu. And that's for a parent as well. Tamidim harbe. Ella, next, last paragraph. That he could teach others, that is the ultimate level, and that's what the Lubavitcher Rebbe says in our first Pasuk. Connect people to Hashem from the word Safsa. That'll affect you. Right? And the ultimate goal of what you're trying to do is laha'alos ner tamid, to be mal that ner tamid always, that they always have that fire burning in them, even after the teacher is not there anymore. Okay. That case takes us into the name of the parsha. Let's deal now with a question that we deal with almost every year. One of the most famous questions, maybe the most famous question on, or ha'ara on parsha tetzavitz, the ha'ara of the balaturim. And that is, tetzavitz is the only parsha from Sefer Shmos to the end of the Torah, that Moshe Rabbeinu's name is not mentioned. Right? From Shmos, Va'era, all the way to the end, Moshe Rabbeinu's name is in every single parsha of the Torah except for this one. The closest we get is Viata and you. That's referring to Moshe Rabbeinu. Right? But, uh, but it sounds like Bedafka. The Torah could have started off by Dabra Shalom Could have said that here. It doesn't. Viata and you, as if Bedafka, the name, is left out. We discussed last year, uh, uh, Thor of the Vilnagon, the hidden words behind Moshe, the Gematria. So that was... In the past, we've spoken about that. But now we're going to go on to what the Aznayim Latorah. Surutskin has two suggestions about the message why Moshe Rabbeinu was Dafka left out of Parshat Tetzaveh. And in the background, we know that Parshat Tetzaveh, Kim'at every year, falls out the week of Zion Adar. Moshe Rabbeinu's yard site, which is tomorrow night, Zion Adar. Uh, Yardside, big discussion in the post game. Does Yardside go by the first Adar, by the second Adar? For sure, the first Adar. Some say both. 
um, birthdays go by the second of Sardis Barabat Mitzvah, but the, the, the yard sites go by at least the first. But the Zion Adar is tomorrow night. Uh, so the, even though some of the celebrations of Zion Adar, the Chever uh, Kaddishas take place in the second one, there's no Pasuk in the year, but that's, at least one of the Zion Adars is Pasuk Tesava. So why exactly is, is Moshe Rabbeinu's not, main name not mentioned? So, well, his care, Moshe Bezayaseder, Mishum Sha'amar Machinim, Sif Kasafta, as the Balaturim said, because Moshe Rabbeinu himself said by the Egel, when Hashem says, I'm gonna wipe them out and I'll make a new nation from you, Moshe said, no, 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 wipe me out too. Wipe me out too. I'm, forget it. If you're, if you're not taking them, don't take me. And the fact that a great tzaddik says, wipe me out, that has to come true at some point. Because Moshe Rabbeinu said it. So Hashem said, okay, I'll wipe you out from one of the parshas. Right, that's why he wiped him out from Barsha Tzavah. The question is, why Dafka this parsha? Have any of the parshas? Why Dafka this Tzavah? So in a word, and we'll see it in a sentence, in a, in, in a more elaboration, but even to summarize his two suggestions in a word, Aaron or God? And you'll see what I mean. Those are the two suggestions. Number one. Umitar Tzimri quotes... First, he quotes the uh, the answer that's given. Zayinadar is always this week. Um, so he says, I don't know that those don't always work because they used to lay the Torah three every three years, finish it, not every year. Okay. So what's his answer? Let's go to the second column. Second column. A very logical answer. Why Moshe is Dafka left out of Pashat Tzavah. Let's think about the content of 90% of this Parsha. What does this Parsha talk about? What's it about? Most of the Parsha. It's about the Biti Kahuna. It's about Aaron and his sons wearing the clothes. Let's see what he says. Every time it says Charon Af, every time it says in the Torah that Hashem got angry, there's an effect. Hashem's anger had an effect. Avzeh, says Chazal, also Hashem, in the end of Shmos, when he got angry, because Moshe over and over again says, don't take me, I don't want to go, take somebody else, I don't want to go, but Israel don't deserve it. All the different excuses that Moshe made at the end of Shmos, it says Hashem got angry. So Chazal say every Lashon of angry means something, something happened. What happened? How was Moshe punished for that? So what does it say? Rashi there quotes it. It's a Rashi that many, we don't remember this Rashi, but it's an unbelievable Rashi. Rashi in the Parsha says that Moshe Rabbeinu was supposed to be the Kohen Gadol. He was supposed to be the Kohen Gadol. And because he refused so many times. Hashem got angry at him and said, okay, I want to be the Kohen Gadol. You'll just be the Gadol Adar. Moshe lost the Kahuna Gadola. That was the original plan, Kaviyacho. Rashi quotes it. He quotes it here. I said, says Hashem, I said the original plan, you were going to be the Kohen Gadol and he was going to be the Levi, your servant. Achshav. Who Kohen Vatal Levi? But instead... He's going to be the Kohen Gadol. You're going to be the Levi. Hainu. Shemosha Ayeroelios Kohen. Moshe was supposed to be the Kohen. Turning the page. Elashenen Ashal Sirubo. He was punished for his refusal. The Adat Sivui. So now we get to. Can already see where this is going? It's so logical. He calls it the Tam Hegyoni. Why Moshe's left that Dafka of this one? 
This is the parsha where Aaron is crowned Kohen Gadol. This is it. He gets his big day kahuna. What does the Pasuk say later on? The Pasuk says, I'll read it to you. He doesn't even quote, maybe he quotes it later on. But what does it say? The Elah Abagadim, Asher Yasu, Choshen Ephon Meok Sones Vachulu, the Asubi de Kolos Aronachicha, Ulavanov, Lechahanoli. This, we're going to get back to this Lashem. But he, they, this is the Parsha. They are becoming Kahanim. They are becoming the Kohen Gadol. One more fitting Parsha for Moshe to be left out than the Parsha that celebrates what he lost. The Parsha that emphasizes what he was supposed to have. Mecheni nami sefracha. Says the Rav Saratskin. V'chein l'hakrabo sam l'kohen l'fnei Hashem. Ratzalomer. Ad parshas tetzave lo niker haya haonesh hazeh. Until tetzave, there was no mishkan, there was no nothing. Moshe and Aaron were the leaders. Moshe was the main leader. They went out of Mitzrayim. Kriyas Yamsuf, Ma'an Torah. There was no kohen needed yet. All of a sudden, there's going to be a mishkan. Before the ego, after the ego, whatever you hold, Rashi, Ramban. But either way, now there's a mishkan. So now we need a kohen gadol. Now we need a kohen gadol. Moshe's name is left out. Rock the Parsha Zoo, Baha Onesh Al Adon Hal Nevi'im, Bafoel Mamish, Dafka, here, Azachru Lamoshe Gam Chait Beis, Shakilas Atzmo Bishas Maisaha Egel. Right, this is it. Mimchenim Sefracha, that is why Dafka, this Parsha. Parsha Tzave, skip a couple of lines, Asherban, it's Tzave, Lamzar, Sakahuna, Ruyolo, Laranach of Ubanov, Nifkad Gamakhala Mimchenina. So both Klawless, both punishments. For the refusal to go over, he asked, Hashem asked him five times, five times refusal, four times refusal, he lost the Kuna Gadola. That has to come true. They both come true in this parsha. Hashem puts them together. Both negative events that have to happen to Moshe Rabbeinu, they're both put right here. Idea number one. So how do we categorize that? The Aaron reason. Now we have the second, the, the God reason. What does he mean? Look at this amazing idea he has. Again, every piece in the Azayim Torah must have been as written as a separate essay because the first ten lines are the same thing as the previous. So he says on the on the um, bottom, he quotes again that Moshe Rabbeinu's yard side, the bottom of the first column. Moshe Rabbeinu's yard side always falls out in this week's parsha, line twenty-seven. When they split the Torah into parshiyos, it's always, isn't it, interesting that the yard side of Moshe Rabbeinu is always the wheat that he does, his name is not mentioned, that is his yard site and his birthday, by the way. The Hadas no Senes. And logic dictates. You know what Chazal were doing here? What Hakadosh Baruch Why did Chazal make it that the parsha it worked backwards? Chazal orchestrated that the tzaddik always falls on Zayinadar. They made the calendar. They made the parshas. Why? What's the message? As if to cover up Moshe Rabbeinu the week of his death and the week of his birth. They want to express something that we never probably really thought about, but it's an amazing ha'ara that he makes. Think about, says Rav Saratskin, other religions. How many holidays of the other religions 
focus on individuals. The day they died, the day they were born, the day they suffered. Almost every other religion had Washington's birthday, Lincoln's birthday. What happened to the Jewish people? What happened to the American people on Washington's birthday? What happened? Nothing. The first president was born. What happened to the American people? Nothing. But that's what they do. They focus on people. They don't focus on national events. That's what they do. What happened December 25th? It was something specific to a certain person. What happened January 1st? Something specific to a specific person. Other religions focus on individual people and the events because that's what they believe, that people have certain powers, certain godly powers. You connect to that person and you will be redeemed. You will be taken up. And we don't believe in that. That's the farthest. The closest that we get, and we'll see this inside in a second, I just can't stop right now. The closest that we get to that type of day is Som Gedalia. And Som Gedalia, though it remembers and it helps us think about an assassination of an individual person, Chazal tell us that really that wasn't just one individual assassination. That was the nail in the coffin of the Churban Abayas. That's what that symbolized. It wasn't specifically remembering what happened to one specific person. We don't celebrate in Yahadus birthdays or yard sites on a national level. Right? According to the Shulchan Arach, we're not getting into this controversial discussion right now, but you say Tachnun on Zion Adar. Right? There's no specific, we don't, it's, there have been hugging of different, different uh, groups, but nationally, the, the two bishvat, maybe. Okay, yes, not maybe, yes. National events. That's me'ikr hadin. Let's see it inside now. Okay. Line 7. Shakal achagim v'hamoadim sovavim v'holchim acharei chayav apratim shalom achokeg. All the other religions, many of holidays that they have, it's all focused on their leader. Hachag ha'yoter gadol hu yom huledach esam achokeg. It's the birthday of the Christians. And all the fast days that they have throughout their calendar, all have to do with his suffering. What are we celebrating? Him, 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 with a small h. That's what all their holidays celebrate. And it's all about him. Whoever grabs on to his cloak gets the afterworld. Whoever believes in in Ish, okay, they go straight up. As if he's the Bailam. Okay, I, I can sell your sins. What about our leaders? Our leaders? They're hidden. We don't even know the birthdays of most of our leaders. The yard sites, okay. But even in the Torah, we mentioned this in the past. The Torah, you would think, the Torah has how many yard sites listed? One. One yard site. Aaron Akoin, the first of the fifth month. That's it. Why Dafgara? Not for now. But it doesn't list anything. What is? What dates are in the Torah? All the Yemen Tovim. It's all about national events. What HaKadosh Baruch Hu did for us. That's what our holidays center around. 
Think about the message of our religion. Even Moshe Rabbeinu. Chazal made it that the week of his yard site, we don't even mention his name. We go to the other extreme because we don't want to focus on it at all. We don't focus on birthdays. We don't focus on yard sites. Haman Arasha did. Haman focused on the yard site. He said, oh, what a great day. Moshe died. He didn't realize, not only that Moshe's birthday was there, but he didn't realize that Yadus goes by national events and what HaKadosh Baruch Hu does for Am Yisrael. Not what happens to one specific individual, no matter how great he was. We don't celebrate that. Voish Moshe, Anamaod Moshe was the greatest of the Anavim. Next column. And that is why, says Rev Saratskin, Really, this klala of Moshe is a bracha. The fact that he's left out of one parsha, Chazal orchestrated it that it falls out dafka his yard site week to teach us this lesson. You realize his, the, the humility of all great Jewish leaders. Moshe Rabbeinu risked his life. Imagine he was up there getting the Torah. All the malachim wanted to kill him. No, don't take the Torah. We want the Torah. But that's the message. That's the message of not having Moshe Rabbeinu's name in the, in the Torah. So line 23 now. So the week of Zion Adar, when we don't mention Moshe's name, we decide and we declare, Ki Hashem Hu HaKadosh Baruch was the only, the only being that we celebrate. We don't celebrate human beings. We acknowledge the Anivus, but the celebration is HaKadosh Baruch. Okay, two ideas why Moshe is not there. Number one, the Aaron approach. This is the one that Aaron became a Kohen. Number two is HaKadosh Baruch approach. Okay, let's get to the first Pasuk now. It's about time we got to the first Pasuk. Um, I'm sorry, this third Pasuk. The Atah HaKrev. So the Pasuk starts off talking about the Menorah. We'll get back to that, Pesach Hashem. The Atah, the Pasuk says, HaKrev Elechez Aaron Achicha. Bring Aaron, your brother, close. Vezbanavito and his children, Mitoch B'nei Yisrael, from Yisrael Lachan Oli, to become Kohanim. Ask the Ksav Sofer on two words in this Pasuk. What does the Pasuk say? What do you mean bring close to you? Where else are you going to bring him close to? Get Bring Aaron close to you, Moshe. Of course, bring him close. What is that word, Eilecha, coming to teach me? Number one. And then let's continue. Bring to you Aaron and his sons, Mitoch B'nei Yisrael, from amongst the Jewish people. Where else are they? Mitoch B'nei Yisrael, what, are they from a different religion? So what is Eilecha? And what's Mitoch B'nei Yisrael? Lachan Oli, and the rest of the Pasuk is just the names. So what are those two words? So the Ksav Sofer gives two pshatim, I gave you one of them. I gave you the second one. That's why I wrote dot, dot, dot in the middle. Right? My Mitoch B'nei Yisrael, pshita, marichas loshanu. And what does it mean, B'nei Aram? Good. V'nir Ali Od, where I wrote line one. Hine Yadua. As we know, Aaron Akoin was known for his love of Am Yisrael. 
Oweb Shalom, Barodev Shalom. Vahaya Oweb Laham Yoser Mimoshe Kedibir Shrashi. That's what he was known for. Even more than, more than Moshe. And that's why he says, by Aaron, by Yifku, Kalbeis Yisrael, Vlokim Moshe, all B'nai Yisrael. The men, the women, everybody cried when Aaron Akoin died. Maybe Dafka, that's why he says the yard side, because it teaches that message. But that was Aaron. Like the Chazal say in the, the Avos Drebi Nasan, he used to go to two people who had an argument. He used to go to each one and lie. You know, so-and-so really feels bad. He wants to make up with you. He wants to, he wants to be your friend. And he goes to the other one and they would meet. And wonderful Shalom al-Yisrael. Va'aharon is continuing. Hishgiach al-kol ha-pratim la'aso shalom in Between husband and wife, ishlerei ehu. And, <laughs> and, thank you. And man and his friend. Vehein atah. That's what he's done. That's what he's known for. And now what's going to happen? All of a sudden he has to become the Kohen Gadol. He has to be in the base of Megdash. He has to focus on sanctity. He has to be the holiest person. So one might think he's got to change a little bit. He's not going to have as much time being Oiv Shalom Barodev Shalom. He's not going to be able to be as involved in the Tzibor. Maybe he should pass off this job. Maybe, look, he's got to be in the Kodesh Kadashim. So what, he's going to be focused on the Oish Shalom Barodev Shalom? Maybe Hashem's giving him a little leeway, a little way out. Hey, don't you think that the greatest priest of the Jewish people should like separate from the rest of the Jews, he has to be holy and sanctified. Even if his seven relatives die, he has to continue doing the avodah. He can't stop. Right, to be ready to go inside the Kodesh Kadashim. The Vilna Gon suggests, we've discussed this in the past, in, that Aaron Akohen could go into the Kodesh Kadashim whenever he wanted. It wasn't like other Kohen, Kohanim Gedolim, only on Yom Kippur. Aaron, if he did this avodah, he could go whenever he wanted, so maybe he would have to be ready. So one would think that Aaron's job, his tafkin in life, has to change. Becoming the Kohen Gadol, he has to move away a little bit from being the Oev Shalom, Barode Shalom. He has to be involved in the nitty gritty of everybody's fights, of the Simach Lokas between people on the street. But Hashem says, no, that's not what I'm looking for. I'm looking for a Kohen Gadol who's going to be the Oif Shalom, Baradev Shalom. I hold that Kedusha does not mean you have to be separated from the Am. Kedusha means you be a Kadosh but still connected to everybody. Ki Gadol HaShalom, v'chafitz Hashem, she'yisach dushneim etzlo. No, Aaron, you got to be the Kohen Gadol with being the Oif Shalom, Baradev Shalom. Nobody ever said it was easy. But you got to do this. Just like Moshe was at this stage. At this stage. He was amongst them. What did he do? He wasn't with his wife. That's true. That's true. But he was, he was the ultimate judge. He was sitting there judging. And not only was he judging, but he was on them. He was answering what every Allah Shaila. And he was on our Sinai. Moshe Rabbeinu was the ultimate Kadosh, but involved in the Am. So, says the Ksav Sofer now, Hakrev Eilecha is Aaron Achicha. Bring him close to you, Moshe, just like you are, just like you're a leader. Yes, he's the ultimate Oif Shalom, but don't tell him to give it up. He's got to be like you. 
It's got to live in both worlds. And he continues by saying, Because you got to stay amongst B'nai Yisrael. You gotta keep looking after them. Although not separating You gotta be my Kohen Gadol, because that's what Kedusha is. Kedusha are leaders, that they are, they raise the people religiously, but they also raise them and bring them, bring Shalom in between them amongst Klal Yisrael. Okay, moving right along. Let's have a general thought. I look back. We did not discuss this in the past, this Machlokas. So it's just an important Yisodas Dik Machlokas that one should be aware of. We've discussed this in other contexts. Very important Machlokas between the Rambam and the Ramban. This whole Parsha, is it a mitzvah? Is Parsha's Tetzave a mitzvah? What does that mean? Big Dik Kahuna. Meheri Yibana Beis HaMikdash tomorrow. Are the Kohanim, when they become Tahar, or even before that, when they get their Bikdei Kahuna, is it a mitzvah to wear Bikdei Kahuna? Maybe they'll make a bracha before they put it on if it's a mitzvah. Is it a separate mitzvah, Seder Isa, to wear the Bikdei Kahuna? That is a machlokas between the Rambam and the Rambam. I gave that machlokas to you in source number six. The Rambam in Sefer HaMitzvahs, in mitzvah number 33, <coughs> mitzvah Lam and Gimel, he, Shenitz Tavu, Hakohanim, Lilbosh, Begadim, Yuchadim, Lechavod, Ulisifaris. The Kohanim are commanded to wear Begadim, Yuchadim, Lechavod, Ulisifaris, to glorify Hashem. Vaaz Yabdu, Bemikdash, and then they work in the base of Mikdash. Vahu Amruit Aleh, Vyasisi, Bedekosh, Aaron, Achicha, Lechavod, Ulisifaris. According to the Rambam, wearing the Begadim, Mitzvah Zedaraisa. And he quotes here both. The big day Kohen Gadol, the eight, and the big day Kohen Hadyot. So every Kohen out there putting on the clothes, Mitzvah Asay the Orisa. Line seven. Ukashiyabon a Kohen v'pachos me have a Gadim shame yuchadim ba'avoda hahi. If a Kohen wears less than the Begadim that he's supposed to wear, obiyosemayim or more about those psula. That is possible. That's why in this time of Bayashani, in the second base of Migdash, even though B'nai Yisrael, even though the Kohen Gadol did not have the Urmitumim. It didn't light up in Bayashani. That was one of the five differences the Gemara says in Yuma between Bayashrishan and Bayashani. He still wore the Ephon and the Choshen. He wore it because without that he wouldn't be able to do any of the Avotas because he would be Mechusr Begadim. He had to wear it even though it didn't work. It's like wearing a, a broken watch. But, you know, you wear a broken watch because, you know, sometimes, usually we're not. If it's a fancy watch, we'll wear it even if it's broken. Right, but he, so the, he had to wear it could he couldn't be Bukhus Bagadim? That's the way he continues. He quotes at the uh, at the end, uh, line twenty five, even though they're a gorgeous Bagadim, well Yikavim and Mayofi shouldn't have Kavana for the beauty, Okay, he should have proper Kavana when he puts it on. He's not putting it on to look handsome and uh, and wonderful, but he's look putting it on because the Kaddish Baruch was said to do the do the avoda with these Bagadim. Says the Ramban, Mr. Rambam, I'm sorry, but this is not a mitzvah. This is not a mitzvah. Yes, it's very important, but this is not an independent mitzvah. Says the Ramban, on the right side, where it's underlined, Lo ra'isi Says the Ramban, as he does many times in the Sefer HaMitzvahs, he quotes the Bahag, the Baal Halachas Gedolos, one of the Ga'onim who lived before the Ramban, 
the Rambam wrote his Sefer HaMitzvahs as a reaction to the Bahag Sefer HaMitzvahs. So says the Rambam, I'm sorry, the Bahag didn't count it. And I agree with him. Or at least I'll explain his shita. V'dayta zoslomar. Dekivan de'ein belevishas begadim shalom b'shas avoda. Shum mitzvah. There is no mitzvah whatsoever to wear the begadim when the Kohen is not doing the avoda. Eino ela hechsher avoda. The begadim are only part of the mitzvah of the avoda. There's a mitzvah called carbon chatas. There's a mitzvah called carbon ola. There are mitzvahs of all the karbanis. The bide kahuna are just a detail of those avodos. It's not a separate mitzvah. That's it. You don't count as a separate mitzvah. You don't count every part of the avoda. What, the, the shechting and the sprinkling of the blood. and You don't count it all as separate. It's all avoda. Every karman. So says the Ramban, it's not a separate mitzvah. It's what the Achronim calls a din the avoda. It's part of the avodos. So you don't count it separately. The question is, what does the Rambam hold? What does the Rambam hold? The Ramban has a very strong claim. It's just part of the avoda. Why would you count it separately? Is there something more that the Kohen, that the Begadim do? Explain the achronim. I gave it to you from the Leif Sameach, one of the early Mepharshim of the Rambam Sefer Mitzvahs in Source 7. Yes. The Begadim are not just part of the avoda. The Begadim don't, the Kohanim don't just put on the clothes to do the avoda. But you know what? It's deeper than that. When the Kohanim put on the Begadim, they become Kohanim. And that's a deeper idea than just using them for the avoda. I didn't give it to you, but the Gemara says in Zvachim Adaf Yudzayim, Bizman Shebigdeyem Aleihem, Kehunasam Aleihem. When they wear their Begadim, they are fully Kohanim. They're not Kohanim. This doesn't mean in all senses. We will give tomorrow morning why we're going to give the Kohen the first Aliyah even though he's not going to be wearing the Bidei Kahuna. Right? A Kohen is allowed to eat Shruma without Bidei Kahuna. But at least regarding Beis Hamigdash Halachos, if he's not wearing the Begadim, he's not a Kohen. That's what the Leif Sameach says. Um... You can read it um, in the in the second part part that's underlined. VMK mitzadzer roish levishas begadim timnem mitzvatzma kikenim mitzuvim lios mechubadim umefarim bibig dayhem v'naasim kohanim al yadam. They become kohanim, and you know what? If you look in the psukim, sounds like the Rambam, because uh, the pasuk I read before. These are the begadim lichahanoli to become kohanim to me. Sounds that way in the in the Torah shebechsav. Either way, this is a machlokis to, to know, machlokis to the Rambam and the Ramban, whether the mitzvahs are counted, um, the Bidikun is counted as a separate mitzvah, say Daraisa, or it's included in Avoda. Is it a din in the Avoda, or is it a din in the Kohan? Okay, let's continue. Perech Chavches, Pasik Chavches. Says the Pasik. If you look in source number eight, you have it in the bold print. Vayirkus, Vayirkus, Evan. I'll read it to you, I have it um, inside here. Only a few mitzvahs in this parasha. This is a mitzvah losa seidaraisa. We know that the choshen, the breastplate with the special jewels on it, was tied onto the apron. The ephod was the apron, but it didn't have a front. The apron went over the shoulders and around the sides, like a belt and shoulder straps, and the choshen was tied in on top and on the bottom 
onto the ephod. There is an Isser Doraisa that the Choshen, if the Choshen shakes, it has to be tied very tightly so it fits perfectly so it doesn't shake back and forth on the chest of the Kohen Gadol. It's an Isser Doraisa. Velo Yizach HaChoshen Me'ala Ephod. Right? Well, now we'll have to get up to that Bezshem and say for our Mitzvah Shirem and Pashat Nesavah. The question that all the Mepharshim ask is, what's the symbolism? What's the symbolism of the Choshen and the Ephod having to be tightly together? What exactly does HaKadosh Baruch Hu want to teach us? So one idea, the Shem Anatov, Rabbi Weinberger in Source Number 8, has two ideas. The first idea is said by other Achronim as well. Rabbi Moshe Feinstein says a connecting idea, and others. He says, if you look in last week's Daf Yomi, on Daf Peches and Zvachim, the Gemara lifts off that every one of the Begadim was Mechaper, atones for a different type of Avera. So if you look on, in source number 8, on line 5, Ephod Mechaper Avodah The Ephod, the apron, was Mechaper on Avodah Zarah. V'choshen Mechaper Al-Ivos Hadin. And the Choshen was Mechaper on Ivos Hadin, crookedness in Choshen Mishpat. Says the Shem Atov, what's the Ephod and what's the Choshen? The Ephod is Ben Adam Lamakam. The Ephod is Avodah Zarah. The Choshen is Choshen Mishpat. They have to be tightly together. Two halves of one coin. A person cannot favor one over the other. Like we just said, you're going to become the Kohen Gadol. Don't forget your Benadam Machavero. You still got to be the Oif Shalom Rodei Shalom if you want to put this var together with the previous one. Shalom Yizak HaChoshen Be'ala Eifo De'isr Lahavdila Filo Kachot Asaira You can't separate even very a thin a thin separation Be'in Hani Shrei Chelke HaTorah Be'inadam Lamakom Be'inadam Machavero You can't separate Choshen and Eifo go together. We've quoted in the past the Vart from Rav Hutner, the other Pashas Yisro. That was the two bloods sprinkled at Harsinai, half on the Am, half on the Mizbeach. The Am, Ben Adam Lamakom, on the Mizbeach, Ben Adam That was the treaty we made with HaKadosh Baruch Hu at Harsinai. And he quotes a similar idea from Rav Yaakov and Rav Moshe Feinstein. But then he quotes another idea. Different idea. Next paragraph. Uka'es nearly. There's another idea which might be relate, being relayed to us through this halacha. As we know, the special jewels on the Choshen, each one had a Shevet written on it. Every Shevet had a stone. They also had other words on it because they, we needed the whole Aleph phase on the Choshen because of the Urbatumim. So we also added on Avram, Mislach, and Yaakov and Shifte Ka. That was also added on on top of the Shvatim. But each Shevet had one jewel. It was engraved on it. I'm sorry. So the Choshen had all the Shvatim, each Shevet, had his stone. And he says, if you look at Rabbeinu Bachai, he talks about the connection between each stone and the Shevet himself. We'll do this another year, not for now. Ruvain, for example, was on Edom, because Adom is red. He was embarrassed and red when he did Shuva. So every stone connects to the Shevet himself. But what? But either way, every stone has another Shevet. 
But there was another place on the Beit Kahuna where all the Shvatim were written. That was on the Aphod, there were two shoulder stones, the Avne Shoham. We had six Shvatim written on one and six Shvatim written on the other. They were in groups instead of being individual. They were in clusters on the shoulders. So on the chest of the Kohen Gadol, every Shavit got its own stone. On the shoulders of the Kohen Gadol, as part of the Aphod, it was all in a group. The power of every individual Jew and the power of the Tzibur, of the Jewish people, can't separate the two. There's uniqueness to everyone, and that's what the Choshen is, and then the conglomerate, the sum, is greater than the parts. That's the ones on the, on the shoulders. As the Shemana Tov continues... On the next page, Mishmos of eleven Hashem consoled us. Some vehema yol avno shall Yosef atzadik avno shall shoam. And at the end, he says, Viadua the kol kolach shall shvatim lios edus l'Hashem who be his achdusam yachar lios chativa achas. The power of the shvatim is to be the shiftei ka v'zeil bris rishonim im kain hutzrach lios kulam biyachar al shtekisvos ha'efod. Therefore, we needed them to be in the group. Yes, split in two, but it's really a group. Milvad hayechidos ba'avni hachoshen. Besides the single individuals on the avonim of the choshen, lachain hezira ha'torah velo yizach hachoshen min ha'efod. Right, so that's why uh, it says lidachoshen min ha'efod. So either putting together v'adam ha'machom v'adam ha'chaveiro, or putting together koach hayachid and koach hatzib. Okay, a couple more points. The next thought I just want to um, do Lerufu Shalema Fega Bas Brachal Rachaleya, who was a mother of one of my one of my Talmidim, whose name is in the following Dvar Torah, as you'll see. The name is Yoshve. So let's see what uh, what we're going to talk about here. It's a well-known Gemara. Gemara Masech has Kedushin and in Avodah Kedushin Laman Aleph, also in Avodah the most famous Gemara about Kibbutz of Aim in Shas. Kedushin Laman Aleph from a base. What does the Gemara say? At Hechad Kibbutz of Aim, the Gemara is about a non-Jew. Amar Loham Tzuru Ma'asa Ovei Kochavim Echad Ba'Ashkelon V'Dama Benesina Shmo. Pamachas Bikshu Chachav. What about a non-Jew in Ashkelon? Dama was his name. Pamachas Bikshu Chachav in Prakmatia B'Shishim Ribo. One time the rabbis needed. Six needed business. Schar. One time the rabbis, as we know, needed the key to do something, and the key was under the pillow of Dumb's father. He wouldn't wake him. But now there's another version. Skip a couple of lines. Third wide line. See what Anandu did to his father. Bikesh mimenu chachamim avanim le'efod. B'shishim ribo. The chachamim went to Dama because Dama and his father were jewelry salesmen. They had gorgeous stones and they were missing a stone of the ephod. In Bavli, it does not say which stone. If you look in the Yerushalmi in Peah, it was the Yashpeh, the last stone, the Binyamin stone. That's the one they were missing. That's the one they went to get from Dama Benesina. It doesn't specify in the Bavli. Yushami and Peya and Perak Aleph, it specifies. 
And the Gemara continues, And the key was under the head of the father. And he didn't wake him up. And the Chachamim offered him more money and more money, and he wouldn't take it. As we know, when he woke up, he brought him the stone, he only took the less money. HaKadosh Baruch Hu gave him all the schar in the end anyway, he gave him a paraduma, which is only, there were only ten of them in all of history. And he was able to sell it for all of the money in the world. But at the end he says, That's the story of Dhamma Benesina. The question is, that we don't usually think about, is why was Binyamin and his stone, Yoshpei, why was that the stone that was Zohar through that stone was the greatest story in Kibbutz Aim of all time. The most famous story, the greatest story, it wouldn't make up his father for millions and millions of dollars. Even though they asked, ah, his father would have wanted it. Right? Is that really Kibbutz Aim? But he wouldn't do it. And that's the message. That's, that's in all the storybooks. Why was Binyamin Zochet? His stone, his stone was lost in Dafka. That's the stone that caused this whole story to occur, that it could be written in the Talmud Bavli so people could learn from it for generations. Why? So the Mayana Shatara quotes Mipiashmua. It's simple. Because for those 22 years, only Binyamin didn't keep it of a. The brothers caused the problems. And even Yosef didn't do it. Only Binyamin did keep it of a aim in all of those years when he was alone with his father. That's why he was Zohet to have the keep it of aim story come out of the stone from the breastplate that he was written on. Kivan, says the Mayana Shal Torah, Kivan she binyamin lo hishtati femaisa mechiris Yosef v'lo tziris aviv kisharechav memela harikia mitzvah kibar avav b'shleimus he did it lefichach nisara ba'av no maor shel kibar av shemeshamish lo dugdo lo mofes the yashpei that was for history the message of Kibbutz of Aim was transmitted through through that stone. Okay. Two final ideas that we have. Now moving towards the end of the parsha. After Bidei Kahuna, we have Paraglamid Pasik Ches. Paraglamid Pasik Ches by Maftir. Yeah, at the end of the parsha, we have the Mizbeach Ketores. The small Mizbeach. Rashi, first we'll do uh, a thought from from the Pasuk Pasuk Ches Uva Halos Aronas Enes Ben Arbaim Yakti Rena Ketores Tamid Lefnei Hashem L'Dor Vosecha. The Pasuk links that the Kohen when he goes inside to bring the Ketores every day, that's he goes in when he lights the Menorah as well. The Avoda of the Menorah and the Avoda of the Ketores are linked in the Pasuk and also halachically they're both done at the same time. Ask Ramosha why? Just do two separate Avodas. <laughs> Why Dafka are those two avodas linked? Says Ramosha in source number twelve. The Ktoris and the Neiris go together. Why? is to teach us. The menorah symbolizing Chachma symbolizes the Talmud Chacham. 
when he's lighting the menorah, he's got to be on the lookout for smell. He's got to smell and make sure that all the Torah that he's involved in or the people that he is with are true. And they're not, there's nothing, there's nothing sheker near he is. There's nothing false where he is. Vitzarach Lahavin, he has to understand. To call Maisa Harishayim Hamasitim Mitchila Nirim Laadim Bishvil Ramahusam. Many times, people who try to pervert the Torah throughout our history, they start off with great intentions on the surface. Whether it was Sadhu Baitus, whoever it was. But ultimately, it's the job of a Tamar Chacham, the one who's lighting the menorah has to smell it out, has to sniff it out to make sure it's pure. So that people don't fall prey to them. One has to understand. And that is why. So it's, uh, the Gemara says in Sanhedrin, it says, the Melech HaMashiach, Sanhedrin, Sanhedrin, it will be Morach Vadoin, will have a great sense of smell. So the Gemara says, what does that mean? I look at the Mepharshim on the Gemara. What does it mean a great sense of smell? Because the Melech HaMashiach, the ultimate, when, when the Das Hashem is, is all over the land, he'll be able to sh- say who's Emes and who is Sheker. Who are the ones that are truly coming to HaKadosh Baruch Hu, And who are the ones that are just doing it for show, for Altar, for Chitonius? That's the Ketores and the Menorah. When we light the Menorah, we have to make sure we have our proper sense of smell to make sure everything that we're involved in, you can even say the message for ourselves, everything about us is pure and L'Shem Shemayim. And finally, the last thought for the evening that we will mention is also a question that is asked by many Mepharshim. <coughs> and that is why the whole last section of this parsha is to- about the Mizbech HaKtoris, the inner Mizbech. Mizbech HaKtoris has three names. Mizbech HaKtoris, Mizbech HaPnimi, and Mizbech HaZahav. Mizbech HaKhitzon also has three names. Mizbech HaKhitzon, Mizbech HaOla, and Mizbech HaNachoshes. Three names for each Mizbech. So the question is, Parsha's truma is all about the kalim of the Beis Hamikdash, of the of the of the Mishkan. Parsha Tetzave is all about the begadim. So the Ramban already asks, why is there one kli that is stuck at the end of Tetzave? It was forgotten. Oh, I forgot this one. Put this in here. Obviously not. Why is the little mizbeach, the mizbeach Haktores, left at the end of Tetzave? Should be in truma with all the other kalim. What's it doing here? So a halachic answer and a hashkafic answer. The halachic answer is given by the Meshachachma. The Meshachachma in Source 13 tells us, he quotes the Ebenezer as the Kasha. We have it from the Ramban. Vihaikir line 3. Kikalatzibuyim kemoha aron im ein haaron ein manichem luchos. We hold halachically, if there's no aron, you don't put the luchos down in the spot where the aron should be. Vachain below mizbeach ein makriven olatam. It also, if you don't have a mizbeach, you don't do, you don't bring the karbanas. Every other kli, you don't do the avoda unless you have the kli. You don't do what the kli is used for without the kli. You can't put the, uh, the luchos on the floor. You can't put the karbonis on the floor. You can't just bring something else instead of the menorah and light. You don't put the lechem upon him on the floor. There's only one kli that you do the avoda even without the kli there. But the Mizbeach HaKetores, which the Iker is for Ketores, skip the brackets, Halokaimalon, we hold, Shehakatores Niktar Afin Emizbeach. We hold, Gemara in Zvachim, that you bring the Ketores even if there's no Mizbeach, just light it on the floor. Kemoda Amarav Zvachim, like Rav says. 
And that is why, after you finish everything that's ma'ake, everything that you need for all the avodos, ulahoros, you throw this in, this is l'charchilo, you should have it. But you know what? It's a mishkan. It's everything is done even without this. This is l'charchilo, but that's why it's held off to the end. A halachic reason. The Svarno, though, says a hashkafic reason. The Svarno, in the last source for the evening, in source 14, the Svarno tells us that the purpose of the avoda of the Ktores was different than all the other avodos of the Mishkan. All the other kalim and the avoda that they were used for was to bring the shechina down. To cause hashras hashechina. V'shakamaru the Torah wasn't about that. It wasn't about bringing the Shechina. You know what it was about? Once the Shechina is here, it was to give Nachas Ruach Takarish Baruch. If you look in the Psukim, it's Meduyuk. Right before the Mizbech HaKtoras is introduced, it says, already happened. And now you have this this Mizbeach. Um, this is afterwards. After Hashem is already here, It's after everything. He's here already. Now we bring the Ktoris. Maybe that's why. Maybe we should take it more seriously. Maybe that's why at the end of davening is when we say pizza maktoris. Right? Usually we have one foot out the door. We say it on Shabbos. In Chutzlar it's only on Shabbos. And it's all every day. But pizza maktoris. Baruch was here already. You said Shman Shman Esrei. I'm here. You said Ashrei twice already. You said Aleinu L'Shabayach, which we discussed a few weeks ago, when all the angels in heaven are dancing when we say Aleinu. So now we say pizza maktoris. Baruch Hu says, okay, now give me Nachas Ruach. Because the other avodas are to bring the Shechina, but the Ketoret is, once the Shechina is already here, we give HaKadosh Baruch Hu Nachas Ruach. We, we should all be zochet to bring Nachas Ruach to HaKadosh Baruch Hu, that's why Shechina, and then give him Nachas Ruach. Okay, we'll stop here. Next, I'm sorry, next week, next week, the year is Tuesday night, as Hashem. We'll have a Simcha on Wednesday night, so next week, Tuesday night, will be the year. The Tuesday night, Gemar, Gemar, will be on Monday night. So we'll just push everything up. Push everything up one night. Okay?